Let me take a couple seconds. We'll talk about Anchor. Are you like me and you've thought about trying a podcast for a while? Either you just like talking into a microphone or you got something to say you just want to let out into the world or, you know, you've always wanted to do something with a friend. Okay. Anchor's the way to go. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. So you know it's definitely in your budget. I know money to get going can be an issue. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Really make it pretty easy peasy, which if you're like me and you don't know what you're doing, it's right in your wheelhouse. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more outlets. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It really doesn't get any simpler. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. And this is Weekly Road Show. I am your host, Rich Levesque. Thank you for listening in any way you choose to do so. Let me just remind you that you're doing the best you can today with what you have to work with. Whether it feels like it or not, you are enough and you matter. Please take extra special care of yourself today and every day. On Beacon Road Show, everything is intended to come back to this message, to wrap around this message. Because ultimately... We're all doing our best to be our best and to be seen and heard, both by ourselves and by the world around us. The goal for this show is to honor that by speaking of how it works for us and what it can look like. We'll share stories of how we're navigating that journey. We'll also talk about skills and tools that are available to help us along in our journeys. That's the thing. There's no one way for anything. We each have to find what works in our own ways. In our own terms. Like all things, treat it like an old buffet table. Take what clicks, leave the rest. In whatever way you came about finding this little corner and however you choose to use it, it's an honor to have you here. Just take a quick sip of coffee. Today's coffee is from the Bones Coffee Company, who I have received absolutely no endorsement from. But... It's really good coffee, so I'm going to talk about it. It's a maple bacon that they have, and it kind of tastes like that crispy bacon. I don't know how they do it. I'm not sure I want to, but it's pretty gosh darn good. Anyway, I planned out this chat this week with another plan, but in the middle of the week, I felt the pull to change gears. And oddly enough, the direction I felt pulled to go through came from a spot of you know, frustration, a little desperation, and touch of sadness. You know, like a lot of us do, I found myself getting sucked up into the zeitgeist of the world at the moment. 
the emotion, division, rage, you know, things I talk about a lot. Like I feel like I was put on the earth to work through and no matter how many attempts I make to get the hell away, it seems like I just keep finding myself right back in the middle of it. Now, don't get the wrong idea. I'm not trying to pretend to ignore the vast problems that are out there. You know, not about that Stepford Wife shit about putting on a fake smile and singing the Everything is Awesome song in a Lego movie while the world burns. I'm fully aware that the world is burning, and I also know that bringing jet fuel and a blowtorch is doing nothing to make it better. My lot in life is to see through the flames and the smoke and to get to the core that is in the middle of all the mess. To see people in their deepest level and, you know, what's buried under all that bullshit. At the core, at our purest level, there's a soul seeking to do their best with what they have to work with. This is where kindness comes from. It's those moments where we can see through everything and connect with our hearts instead of our pride and our ego, where fear isn't driving the bus. I've seen enough of humanity at its best to know that we're capable of so much more than we're showing, and it shows through every damn day. It doesn't draw people in to watch the news or keep scrolling on social media, unfortunately. I feel need to double down on this, though, through the month of August, and I want to try to make something really cool go viral. And I'll talk a little bit more about that toward the end of the show. But and also, I'm going to want to go into some, you know, some cool stories and some stuff I pulled up about kindness that I want to share. I also do want to note that I put some posts out the last couple of days looking for stories where kindness was shown. Thankful to my friend Susan, who came through with a few, and I was able to pull in one more on Instagram. Otherwise, I got almost no response. And I'll try to be honest as I can with you all, so as I always do. So I'm going to stay there. And honestly, I felt kind of discouraged by the lack of response. I mean, it's easy to blame the algorithms and, you know, say maybe it wasn't divisive enough for people's like likings, but you know, it you know, saddens me to think that there were many people that passed by it and decided it wasn't worth engaging. And you know, I realize it might sound whiny and I'll accept that. It likely is, but it's you know how it feels in the moment and I don't want to pretend it's okay when that's not how I feel. And, you know, seeing all the emotion from what I'm seeing in the world, it's, and what I'm not seeing, it's, you know, it's one thing to rant and rail and post memes filled with 73% lies and exaggerations that fit my worldview and to stay angry at the world 24 7. Certainly easier. You know, there's more validation to get out of it and all that, but 
I have to catch myself and ask myself, what would that do to make the world a better place? I need to at least try to be part of the solution and not add to the problem. So I've got to catch myself and take that aggression and put it in another direction. Something that, you know, maybe makes a dent or maybe it's something else where it feels like nobody gives a shit, but I can't control that. I have to keep going and keep staying in the room with this. And now speaking of, I'm not really adding a whole lot of value by continuing to stay on topic. So I'm going to step away from that and actually go to the topic of the day, which is kindness. Um, going to start with sharing a couple of articles that I pulled up as some food for thought. Take them, take it, leave it, um, do what you need to do with it. And I will put the links in the show notes. Um, the first article I'm going to read is from Karen Hall, PhD. It was in Psychology Today in 2017. And it's a piece titled The Importance of Kindness. And I will read verbatim. Kindness is defined as the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Affection, gentleness, warmth, concern, and care are words that are associated with kindness. While kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive or weak, that is not the case, I concur. Being kind often requires courage and strength. Kindness is an interpersonal skill. You've heard about survival of the fittest and Darwin. Now, this is something I didn't realize. Survival of the fittest is usually associated with, associated with selfishness, meaning that to survive, which is a basic instinct, means to look out for yourself. But Darwin, who studied human evolution, actually didn't see mankind as being biologically competitive and self-interested. Darwin believed that we are a socially profound and caring species. He argued that sympathy and caring for others is instinctual. Current research supports this idea. Science has now shown that devoting resources to others rather than having more and more for yourself brings about lasting well-being. Kindness has been found by researchers to be the most important predictor of satisfaction and stability in a marriage. Many colleges, including Harvard, are now emphasizing kindness on applications for admission. Continuing to read from this article, there are different ways to practice kindness. One way to be kind is to open your eyes and be active when you see people in need. Do you notice when people could use a helping hand? A sense of community is created when people are kind to those who need help. Opening your eyes means noticing when others are suffering. A kind word, a smile, opening a door, or helping to carry a heavy load can all be acts of kindness. Celebrating someone you love, telling someone how he or she is special to you, helping an elderly neighbor with yard work or food, taking a photo of someone and sending it to the person, sharing homemade food, Refusing to gossip and donating old clothing and things you don't need are all ideas of how to practice kindness. Kindness is a willingness to full heartedly celebrate someone else's successes. Gottman's work, we've talked about Gottman before, 
shows that your response to someone's successes may determine more about your relationship than how you respond when times are difficult. Do you minimize the success, not pay attention to it, or bring up all the problems with the success? Kindness is to be openly happy for the other person. Kindness is also about telling the truth in a gentle way when doing so is helpful to the other person. Receiving accurate feedback in a loving and caring way is an important part of a trusted relationship. The courage to give and receive truthful feedback is a key component of growth and flexible thinking. Kindness includes being kind to yourself. Do you treat yourself kindly? Do you speak gently and kindly to yourself and take good care of yourself? There are many ways to be kind and many opportunities to practice. Perhaps kindness is a value that could add more satisfaction to and strengthen your relationships. Again, that's from The Importance of Kindness by Karen Hall in Psychology Today. And again, the link will be in the show notes. The next one I'm going to work through is going to be an article called Exploring Your Mind from a, a site called Exploring Your Mind. And I could not find the author's name, unfortunately, to credit. But the title of the work is Genuine Kindness is the Universal Language. Genuine kindness strengthens those who practice it. It goes way beyond good manners or formalities. When kindness is authentic, it demonstrates true consideration and respect for others. It's also evidence of good character and a key that opens most doors. The truth is, that kindness is a universal language. It isn't just a language to use among friends either. Kindness can be really powerful in difficult circumstances or with stubborn people. I'm gonna repeat that because it seems important. Kindness can be really powerful in difficult circumstances or with stubborn people. Most human beings are susceptible to the power of a friendly attitude. And getting off for a second, I've noticed that from experience. In a lot of cases, there seems to be not all of them, of course. There's sometimes you just are not going to be able to break through to somebody. But there tends to be a place in the beginning of a conversation, especially one where there seems to where there could be some debate or disagreement, where the approach is everything. And which way you go next is so important. You can choose to listen to what they have to say, 
and acknowledge that you heard them. You can ask questions or, you know, start in that way. Or of course you can tune them out and go full bore like a bull in a china shop and try to run them over with your point of view. Um, my experience is that when I've done the latter, the whole rest of the conversation is just a waste of oxygen because all you're going to do is just scream over each other and around each other and through each other. It may happen when you do the former as well, depending on how open you both are to listening, but there's certainly a better chance of having at least a civil agree to disagree discussion. I'm going to go back into the article now. Again, the name of it is Genuine Kindness is the Universal Language from Exploring Your Mind. This is a nugget here. Sometimes we confuse kindness with hypocrisy. Sometimes people pretend to be nice to others or avoid conflict by staying quiet. Or... They might just say whatever they think the other person wants to hear to try and gain control of the situation. This isn't genuine kindness. It's more akin to manipulation. Now, manipulation might be a strong word there. Um... I guess in a way it can be, it depends on intent. If you're trying to convince somebody that you're on their page to get what you want from them, then yeah, it can be manipulation. I think sometimes it can be a nod and smile. It can be you know, saying what I think I need to say to get people to shut the hell up or to avoid getting steamrolled yourself because if depending on how you view conflict and ironically enough that was the conversation that I thought I was going to have earlier this week and I'll play around with that soon but if you see conflict as bad, as scary, as having nothing but bad, but shitty consequences, it's going to be a thing that you're going to be desperate to avoid. If you see conflict as a way of working through to find understanding, to learn, to grow, to find better solutions then maybe and you know it's not so bad but getting back on track and back to the article true kindness comes through in people's body language more than social formalities 
here are some tips on how to identify genuine kindness. And before it went into that, it left a really cool quote from Mark Twain and it said, kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. That's a good one. Retracking. The first one the article mentions is visual contact and genuine kindness. And it states, visual contact is one way to detect hostility and kindness. If someone refuses to look you in the eye, it implies a certain degree of rejection. I'm going to hold that for a second and finish the rest of this thought. Raising your jaw to look down at someone or looking at them over your shoulder can also be signs of hostility. I'm not sure I agree with the look you in the eye part. It's the case in some in, with some people. Um, there's others that do struggle with eye-to-eye -eye contact for a number of reasons. There could be a backstory to that. Um, I find myself that if I'm trying to think or I'm trying to process something and try to communicate at the same time, and I've noticed that from watching myself with, you know, with interviews and, you know, doing certain live videos, I sometimes will kind of roll my eyes back and move them around as I'm thinking, almost as if my brain's looking for something. Um, and I also think that there's certain people that are trained to be able to look you dead in the eye and lie like a rug. So, I don't know, that's my take, that's my thing. I've never actually noticed the jaw or the shoulder thing, so no, I'm open to input on that. Now, when you look at someone with kindness on the other hand, you do so spontaneously and warmly, that I agree with. A kind person meets the eye of whoever is talking. When speaking, a genuinely kind person makes eye contact with the listeners, and the warm and open contact makes everyone feel comfortable and on equal footing. Um, I do agree when somebody's in that general place that they do make everybody feel better around them. Gestures of acceptance. Truly kind people respect other people's opinions. They know how to listen, even if they don't agree with the other person. Kind people make gestures of approval when other people speak. They do that to encourage conversation and signal that they're listening. Nodding your head or leaning slightly toward the other person will encourage the speaker to keep talking. These gestures, however small they may seem, Make it easy for people to express themselves and knock down any barriers that may exist. Smiles are also signs of approval and acceptance. Depends on the smile. All of these things relax the speaker and make everyone feel connected. I do think there is something to that with the listening angle. 
That is, if you're really involved and you're really in tune and you're really interested in what the other person has to bring to the table, you are going to listen more and not be so focused upon the thing you want to say next. Kind of going into that a little bit, I think. Finding balance in the conversation. Few people are well-versed in the art of conversation. In an atmosphere of genuine warmth, everyone understands the balance importance in interactions. Both parties effortlessly perceive the importance of the back and forth in a good conversation. There's a time to speak and a time to listen. This is the only way to establish good communication. Yep, there's a time to say what you, you know, time to ask, a time to speak your piece with acknowledging that it comes from you and not speaking at them or putting the onus responsibility on them with your words and also making sure that you listen to what they have to say. Monopolizing conversations or steering them towards subjects that aren't of general interest is bad for communication. Ideally, everyone should be able to participate. If people aren't trying to impose or show off, this happens naturally. Things flow without anyone having to make a special effort. And we can all think of examples of people who just keep on trucking through a conversation and completely tune out what anybody else has to say. And I'll leave it there. Flattery isn't synonymous with kindness. Truth, truth, truth. Some people play the host or hostess in whatever situation they find themselves in. They use flattery and compliments to relate to people and make themselves seem nice, also known as kissing ass. However, they do it automatically. It's like they're reading a script that has nothing to do with what they really think. We see that a lot. Kindness has nothing to do with flattery. Recognizing the worth and value of others' achievements is one thing, and fawning over them is another. Being kind is very different from being a sweet talker. Genuine kindness might adapt to certain situations, but it's never like theater. Truly nice people aren't putting on a show. All human actions and words can be improved with kindness. If we all tried harder to be kind, we'd be able to approach difficult relationships and situations with greater intelligence and ease. I'm going to say that one more time louder for the people in the back. If we all tried harder to be kind, we'd be able to approach difficult relationships and situations with greater intelligence and ease. Now I'm going to head into the stories we did collect for the show. And the bulk of these, unless stated otherwise, are going to come from my friend Susan. So I want to thank her immensely for her help and assistance with helping get the show together today. A friend worked at a big box store that sold flowers as a small part of their inventory. They did not have a discount rack to sell those that were past their prime. So said friend saved those flowers from the dumpster and shared them with me. 
We made bouquets and distributed them to nursing homes and assisted living facilities. My favorite thing to do on the day I received that week's rejects that are still in good shape to respectfully share was to scan the walking trails and parks for people to approach and give them flowers and wish them a good day. And I saw the weariness on people's faces as I approached with a small flower, a small bouquet of flowers or a red, note, red rose. Do I know you? Some of them asked. Nope. Just spreading a little happiness. Have a great day, I'd respond. After giving the flowers, I didn't look back. I didn't need their reaction. The shot of dopamine I got for doing that random act of kindness was all the kick I needed. I imagined them telling a friend about some crazy woman who came up to them and gave them flowers and didn't want anything in return. Sad that something like that is an outmoded and feared concept. After a few months of this, the big box store accused my friend of reselling the flowers, not believing her about our kindness because, quote unquote, no one is that altruistic and ordered that all past prime flowers be discarded in a locked dumpster. <sighs> Next story. When my husband worked for a thrift shop for a thankless corporation, I would buy a bag of fun-sized candy bars and go shopping. I would seek out the employees and give them candy, telling them who I was so they wouldn't think I was just some crazy random woman handing out candy. But then again, what's wrong with being a random crazy woman handing out candy? I wanted to give them a bright spot in their day, knowing the humdrum job they filled, unappreciated by management. Next, I leave coupons on shelves next to the product the coupon is for, for someone else to use. I once physically gave a woman a coupon for a product she had in her hand, and she looked at me like I had the plague. Why are you giving me this? She asked suspiciously. Because I'm nice, and I had an extra coupon for that item I'm not using. I hope she used it and didn't think I was scamming her some way. There are all sorts of ways to do acts of kindness. Letting the guy behind you in the grocery line who has three items ahead of you. Paying for the coffee of the person behind you at the shack as you're driving through. Buying personal sized watermelons when they're $1.88 each and leaving them on neighbor's doorsteps. I do cemetery photography and almost always rewrite flower pots that have toppled or weed around a gravestone so they're not obscured. This spring, during a cemetery shoot, I saw a quarter of a grave marker exposed. Kneeling down and doing a bit of brushing off the dirt, I found the grave of a one-year-old boy. Tears flowed for this little boy in his neglected grave. I made a note to visit him next time I go to the cemetery and maybe bring him some flowers, which I do when I perform a cemetery shoot. 
I bring a small bouquet of flowers and leave it on a grave. Usually for the oldest person I can find. Oh, and then there are the jams. For the past several years, I have made jam from fruit. I have gifted and that from my mini orchard. So many jars left even after Christmas, I have enough to share throughout the year with the propane man, my yard man, various servicemen that do work on the property. Even the guy that plowed our driveway when we were victims of a freak deep snow a couple of years back. The cost is minimal. I enjoy making it and the act of giving is priceless. Apples are abundant here and I make a mean apple cobbler that I share with the neighbors, friends, and clients. I pick up baking dishes from thrift stores during the year, so I don't care if I get the dishes back. Again, thank you for all these stories. And one on the gram from Helena. Hey, I really have one. It was last winter, and a colleague took her mother for grocery shopping, and she also bought stuff for herself as well, but and she realized she'd forgotten her purse at work, and Mother tried to step in and pay, but she didn't have enough. Her mother only uses cash and dislikes cards. My colleague told them it was really embarrassing, but then another lady came forward and paid her food just like that. Afterwards, my colleague paid her back, but still the lady couldn't know if it was the truth. Yes, you hear stories about this kindness, but I never witnessed it. It was amazing to see that there is still kindness and good things out there. And, you know, there really are, you know, we still... We still, at our core, I really do believe, and I've seen it more often than not, if we can get around our hardwiring and the levels of crap that, you know, we we're kind of armored with and a lot of times we act from and you know we end up acting through our fears and the anger and you know and these days there's a load of uncertainty out there and we desperately try to hang on to what we know, even if our eyes are starting to tell us something different. You know, it's, I was talking to my niece about that the other day, and it's kind of like, you know, when a cat climbs up a curtain and the curtain's about to fall, but it still keeps trying to climb up as it's 
making its way down and gravity is ultimately winning. And, you know, we still, we hear about and we focus on the bad, scary shit that's out there. And, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's a lot of bad, scary shit going on right now. And we don't really know what to do about it. And we don't know where to put that. And, you know, we start trying to find anything that closely resembles our worldview and hanging on to that and sharing memes with that stuff 38 times a day and, you know, hanging on to conspiracy theories when, you know, we, we see the, you know, nugget of truth that's inside of them. And in the midst of that, our fear and our frustration and our anger and it all takes over and it brings the worst out of us. And that's what we tend to see more often than not. And for somebody who's empathic, it can really suck the life out of you. And I know it has with me more often than not. And there's days where I feel really down and really discouraged and really feel like I'm wasting my time with the shit I put out and I'm wasting space and, you know, I should just give in and, you know, can't fight them, join them, they say, right? But um, my experience, I've lived enough of that and there's I've had nothing good come from it in my own experience. You know, other people may speak for themselves and, you know, I'm willing to listen. But I feel like I need to keep trying. I, I need to keep telling people that I see them. I need to keep getting through all their stuff as much as I can, as often as I can. And... You know, seeing them for who they are, I've seen and experienced way too many experiences all over the place where kindness can and does win out. And we're left to our own devices and our fears and our egos don't have time to take over. That's what we're getting. That's what we'll default to. And we've all been the receivers of kindness and we've all experienced it. We've all given of ourselves and, you know, we don't take a lot of credit for it. And we get uncomfortable when somebody tries to give us the credit, but isn't it time we started focusing on stuff like that instead of spending 24 seven doom scrolling and obsessing with all the things that scare the shit out of us. We change our mindset a little bit, change gears, change that 
And that's kind of what I want to put together over the next coming days and what I want to do through August. And maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But there's no point in not trying. There's enough of giving up and giving in. It's time to trust in that and see where it goes. And it's time to believe in the good because the good's still freaking out there just because the news doesn't talk about it. And it, just because the Facebooks and Twitters of the world take that shit and push it down the algorithm because the other stuff's more exciting doesn't mean it still doesn't exist, okay? And I need to believe in that. And I know that there's people out there that also believe in that, even if they can't speak it. So let's talk a little bit about what's coming at you guys. And I'm going to call it the shine the beacon challenge because of course there's, you know, always an opportunity to self promote. And this is what's going to go down. I intend to challenge as many people as possible to call a person in their life or a group of people in their life and credit them for the good they bring to this world to talk about the amazing things that we do for each other every day. There is no kind action too small or too big. So this is going to be my ask. I want you to name the person or the group that you want to honor. Tag them if they're taggable. Let everybody know the kindness they bring into the world. Share details, tell stories, what they do, how they make this world a better place. Tell us why it's important that the world knows about what they do. Now, it can be a video. It can be written. It can be pictures. Doesn't matter. And share it where you feel comfortable. It can be on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snap, any place where you can see hashtags. We're going to keep looking for them, and we're going to keep be keeping score. I'll get to that in a second. Now, let us be able to find them and see them. Add the hashtag, shine the beacon. That way we know where to find them. And try to set your post public where and if you can. Now, I also want you to challenge three people to do the same thing. Okay. Let's keep the challenge going. Just get people to share the good, share the kindness. Let's let's blow up these algorithms and let good shit be what tops them up. Let's throw it all for a loop. Let's change gears, at least for August. Can we at least do that? Now, here's the Benny. As we're keeping track of all these hashtags, we're going to be keeping track of every single one of them. 
Hopefully it's going to be a lot of work. You know no, no, hopefully. Definitely it's going to be a lot of work. And at the end of August, we're going to collect them all. And we're going to put them in a big old raffle. And we're going to randomly draw people and they're going to receive, you know, a lot of surprises. For each post you do, each post is an entry. So if you do seven different posts for seven different people you think are awesome, you're going to be entered seven different times. So at this point, I can offer some gift cards, you know, a couple hundred dollar gift cards. Got that in the budget. You know, send out a few copies of my book, Becoming a Beacon, some signed copies. Um, write a couple of goodies from the store. And I'm opening it up if there are people out there that want to add to it and they have things that they make or they sell or just want to add to the kitty, you know, as they come, I'm going to keep announcing prizes. And if you wish to donate, you know, hit me up on social media. Um, my contacts are going to be in the show notes as well. Or shoot me an email and we'll be in contact. Um, when it will be notified through the, you know, where they sent the post. And I do want to note that by entering a post and putting the hashtag into the challenge, it's going to be implied that your post can be shared publicly and used by Beacon Road to promote the challenge. So I'm going to invite as many people to do that as possible. Share the good. Shine the damn beacon out there. Let's freaking do this. And or on that note, that's time to wind this down. I'd like to thank all of those who came and listened wherever and however you chose to do so. You know, we can always get back money and stuff, but our time, we've only got an X amount of that. So I'm always going to be grateful that people take part of that time and find it worth spending on anything that I put out. I'm going to invite you to visit beaconroad.net where you're going to find my blog. You're going to find links to past shows and you're going to find some resources for emergencies and mental and physical health and wellness of all types. And yeah, I've got my shop. We've got some cool Beacon Road goodies. And I want you to keep checking back with us because there's going to be more coming in the days and weeks ahead. Or make it even easier when you get to the page. You know, the thing pops up, sign up to keep receiving emails, and we'll do the work for you. We'll, we'll, we'll take it, we'll put it on a silver platter, and we'll hand it to you. I invite you to visit and follow me where I'm at on social media. On Facebook and Twitter, it's at Beacon Road 10. Beacon Road, the number 10. Instagram at Beacon Road. And search Beacon Road with Rich Levesque. L-E-V as in Victor. E-S as in Sam. Q-U-E. And all of these are going to be in the show notes. So... Also, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple or whatever platforms. 
And if you're getting anything from this, I'd love to hear from you. And please, I invite you to share it with someone who may need to hear the messages that we're putting out. So with that, I'm going to wind this down. Thank you again. And again, I invite you to participate in the Shine the Beacon Challenge coming up in the month of August. We're going to be hearing a lot more about this in the days ahead. So look forward to it because it's coming at you. And with that, be safe and be well, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.